It's a quiet afternoon at La Porta Park, nestled in the trendy west side district of Patreon City, when suddenly a scream shatters the scene. As blood streams from the pecked pupils of the petrified pedestrian, nearby looking for a ride to his dying Aunt Heather's bedside, mild-mannered hitchhiker Darren West feels the tug of justice, for that's no ordinary squirrel. That's Cataract Charlie, the cross-eyed chipmunk, up to his old tricks. In a flash, Darren West withdraws his hitchhiking thumb to transform into Lightwave, defender of the weak, the innocent, and the hopeless, hopeless. Tune in every month to patreon.com slash troubles for an update on Lightwave. Get down with the Black Tribbles. Donate so that you too can find out what happens with Darren West, a.k.a. Lightwave. Also, get cool rewards like access to Tribble Nation before anyone else. An exclusive Patreon-only Tribbles After Dark. Just for you. Just for being a patron of the Black Tribbles. That's Patreon. Dot com P A T R E O N dot com slash black tribbles. Get down with the get down like white wave. I hate to make it like a public service announcement, but seriously, get it together. Hello, everybody. Recording live from somewhere. You gotta watch this all about the elbow. You guys, yeah. this, my siblings were very. Oh god! That's what happens when wow. I watch the elbow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking not, at your not elbow. The face. Oh my god! Not the you face. are fucking <laughs> up on purpose. <laughs> You're doing this on purpose. Look at that, my Gucci. It's about that time. All right, what's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gutter Talk. Good time. Thank you. I was worried without Len would we have the would we, not have the echo. We missed the bad dribble. We are yeah, and, uh, and all the, the tribbles. Super tribble. Uh, we're super white today. So uh, thank you for joining us here at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Maniunk. It's a comic shop. You should come buy your stuff here. I'm Johnny Destructo. With me this week is Tim from last week and. Grace Gordon. Grace Gordon. Yeah, I don't have a name. I don't have a cool superhero name. I was, yeah, last okay. week I just posted as Grace Gordon official. I know, the official. <laughs> I loved that. I loved yeah, that. The official Grace Gordon. <laughs> uh, so thank you for joining us. And we are here to talk about pop culture news, I guess. Sure, we'll yeah, call we'll it that. Yeah, we'll do that. Uh, they, there's a bit of a lean this week. So isn't this month, is this month a uh, thing? Is this like a sexual harassment month or something? Oh, I, that's the, what does that mean? Sexual Harassment Awareness Month or something? Is it? I don't know. Someone posted that on Facebook. It might be bullshit. 
But uh, if not, it's certainly Feels appropriate. Like. Yeah, it should be. Um, so where do we want to start? Uh, there's so many places we could start. Uh, do we want to do we want to bring up the Eddie Braganza? Can we do the two those two? Yeah, Eddie Braganza and and sports sports writers. Yeah, and then sure. Yeah, just sort of all we connects. end on something that positive. I would yeah. prefer to end yeah. on yeah. something yeah. positive. Yeah, ended last yeah. Week, um, um, so I don't know much about Eddie Braganza, Tim. Do you know much about him? Okay, so several years ago, an editor at DC. I believe she's on Twitter as Gimp Nelly. She had a very strong social media presence. Janelle Esselin? Esselin, I believe that is her. Okay. And she came out that she had been harassed while on the convention circuit by someone at DC. I'm doing all this from memory, so again, I apologize if I mix things up. This was 2012. This is several years ago. That sounds about right. And she ultimately left D.C. because she did not feel she was getting the support and, and she was also getting harassment as a result of bringing up the harassment. And she has had a challenging life since then, more harassment and just things going on. And again, I don't have all the details because I, I sort of... I sort of walk away from some of those things, and, and maybe that's not the best plan, but I, I don't need to find the, the deep dark of everybody's lives. Uh, Braganza was was apparently dealt with internally after they found out that there were other people that had had experiences of some kind with him. And because some of this was never made public, it's it's... You're sort of connecting dots that you don't have the the middle part. Mm. So people are making assumptions, but all the stories together, you go, this is this is the guy in, in this situation. So he had been a, I believe he was the Superman group editor uh, and an executive editor at DC, and he had gotten demoted as a result of this back to just editor, and that was apparently the only punishment that had been laid down, and... It sort of looks like you could say the old boys club had taken care of him as the man in this situation and and we had let the the woman be beaten up as a result of this situation. Um, Last week it came up again because Shelley Bond, who was the executive editor at Vertigo, Ah. was let go in a restructuring at D.C., and essentially, they decided that the path forward for Vertigo was different enough that they did not need Shelley's position. And the hubbub was, wow, a couple of years ago, you could keep Eddie Braganza, even though he's been messed up in this sexual harassment lawsuit, and yet you could not find a way to keep Shelley Bond, who had been the number two with Karen Berger at Vertigo since, like, the inception of Vertigo and then took over when Karen Berger left. And the the sort of idea was that maybe Shelley was one of the people that didn't want to move from the East Coast to the West Coast when DC yeah. made the shift. But essentially it came down to, wow, you seem to protect your men right. and are not concerned about your, your high-ranking women. And now there are no high-ranking no, women left. Right. right. It sounds like not only is it that they protected... The men and yeah. women, it's like there's no women working in his office. There's you know the the one 
a higher up woman at Vertigo was let go. Yeah. But it's also that the person who was reporting harassment, the person who was yep. the victim, yep. is actually suffering most yep. after reporting and. So beyond just like gender, it's like the actual victim of the situation yeah. is tr- mistreated. Um, and and this is the the even sadder part of this is in a more general way is that apparently there has been a ton of this sort of professional and and amateur convention type harassment for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, but also within the companies, there's been this sort of. The, the girls don't get to play the same way the guys do. And, you know, I've read some horrible, horrible things from women in the industry. And, you know, this is even beyond the whole cosplay conversation, which is, you know, women being harassed at conventions. Yeah. And it just sort of brings up this whole, how do we treat, how is it that we can treat women so badly and yet we almost reward men for being stupid mm-hmm. and I, I just and, and hateful and I'm, I'm not sure how we've gotten to that point or how we're still that way I'm at least glad it's being talked about yeah Can I just say that yeah. that's a positive is that people are, are really talking about it mm-hmm. now I think it's hard for me to be surprised when I found out this morning that Trump won all the primaries <laughs> So, of course, we're still having these conversations. We're still having conversations about race, about female equality, about gay and lesbian rights, anything you might... Oh, it is sexual harassment. It is Sexual Sexual Assault Assault Awareness Awareness Month. Month. Great. Yeah. So that's perfect. So he was probably doing this so that we would have something to talk I'm about. Sh- I'm sure sexual he was planning ahead. He was planning oh, years ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Being an yeah. editor, you need to plan ahead. Yes. So that's, that's good. Terrible. That's terrible. Ah. <laughs> it's just, it's infuriating and it's frustrating and it's shameful. And I don't understand why this is still a thing. There's so many things that happen in this world that make me go, why is this still a thing? And it, it just makes me sad in my heart. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I've talked to some other cats and they were like, Oh, and then they bring up, in response to these things, well, you know, women do flirt to get ahead. Well, but that, <laughs> oh, that, I, can I just say something yeah. about that? that so, no, no. that's true. <laughs> yeah, no, you're a woman. So, um, I actually, I, you know, I see that as a response, and I, that's true. Yeah, like, absolutely. In any, and not just uh, media job, but any job that's a thing that happens but this is like the difference between power and what the, what I learned is called bottom power mm-hmm. so this uh, this amazing feminist author and icon Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie who wrote the book Americana that JD uh-huh. and I were just reading she wrote in, and said in her TED talk we should all be feminists that like that is a thing, right? Like, and, and men or people criticize women because they get stuff paid for them like mm-hmm. by the person they're dating or even sugar daddies is a thing and that's true but that's the difference between like you know using your sexuality to get something from someone else's power from someone else's financial situation that they are in control of versus like having the opportunity to create that for yourself right so i think it is true like women do that and and i do that sometimes but um but you're seeing like that. There's no women working in that in, in Eddie's office. Mm-hmm. I mean, that says a well, lot. Was, you know, they don't have the opportunity to just to be in that job, or they're getting let go from the the 
I drop had, at Vertigo. I'm saying that I had forgotten specifically. Apparently, after he had been demoted, there was a general perception that if you were a woman, you could not work in his particular area. Yep. Because he did not like women being around. Now, again, some of this is speculative. Or even I'm not sure of the details. I didn't work in the office. I have no first-hand account. Mm. But, That's wow. That's the hubbub. That, yeah. wow. You've, you've, you did something wrong, possibly several times, as a professional representing DC. You were barely punished for it. Yeah. You kept your job, which, in corporate America these days, if you get caught sexually harassing people very often... You are now a scapegoat for several things. This is this is a chance. I don't for know if I agree with that. A, well, and, and it, it depends on the company. It depends on how egregious it is. Mm. But there's an opportunity to go. We are against sexual harassment. Here is a guy that did it. He's gone. Yeah. Because that's a good way to make people believe that you are a safer place for women to work. But he obviously had it pretty good where he could keep his keep a similar enough job and then also encourage his employers not to surround him with women. Mm. And and that just makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me at all. And it it's even worse because, you know, Braganza is one of those guys that I've known his name since the mid-80s because of, of you know, working it as an editor of DC. I don't understand how somebody that involved could be this stupid, essentially. Um, but then we get back to apparently there are just some men who are stupid. So it's interesting. I just when you said that the the rumor, mm. the rumor that yeah. that women couldn't work there because yeah. he didn't want them around. That's interesting because I this this is me assuming when yeah. I'm reading about the situation. I read it as like DC didn't want to hire women to be oh, around think, him. I think it's to, a, I think to avoid too, a scandal, sure. to yeah. avoid more of this happening. Yeah. But then it's, I mean, that, that that brings us back to, regardless of the cause, the same problem is yeah. why is he still there? Yeah. Why does why does he get the special treatment when you know obviously in the past ten years we have found in the industry a, a ton of talented women, both yeah. in the creative side and in the editing side, and you know you, you've got. Editors like Sana Amana at Marvel, I believe that's how you pronounce her name, I apologize if it's not, yeah. who's editing Ms. Marvel, I would kill for an editor like that, right. who, who obviously knows exactly what she's doing with that book, mm-hmm. and, and yet there's probably 30 other potential editors out there that happen to be female, and, and you've decided as a group you're not going to hire any because of Eddie. That makes zero sense to me. Yeah. Um, yes, he's got legacy. Yes, there's continuity. But you know what? If he's an ass, solve that problem. Move on from it and, and grow. You know, um, The other bizarre part of this is the current president of DC Entertainment is Diane Nelson. A woman, I would think that would have some kind of influence. but Or at least empathy towards, like this, towards the people. But... Yeah. Uh, Reporting this, uh, yeah. it's it's it's. Oh, he was also a writer. Yes, he's done some writing as well. Yeah, Supergirl, yeah. Titans, Wednesday Comics. Yeah. Um, hmm. huh. What this sort of did, though, I had I had seen this most recently on uh, Colleen Duran's Facebook page. Uh, it's official Colleen Duran Facebook or something like that, and she has had plenty of her own experiences, and you know, I've I've read some of that stuff and. It's, it's not pretty. 
Um, she's been in the industry for 30 years or whatever it is. But she had posted a video of female sports writers. Ah, yes. Asking, this, this was a whole scenario, but they had men come in and read mean tweets that had been posted about these female sports writers to the female sports writers. And you sort of need to be forced to watch this whole video. Yeah. If it doesn't make you hesitate, I'm not sure you should be around me. <laughs> um, it is not... Look, if you have a professional opinion about somebody doing their profession, say that opinion and say, this particular activity, I don't think you do it well because of this. Mm -hmm. Or, this is an example of something I don't like. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that. I don't like and the way this it, was If it said. somehow works out that it's only women that you have a problem with, <laughs> I would think it would be magic that it would work out that way. <laughs> but if that's the case, I can see you saying... I'm not a fan of women women doing this job. But if you're open-minded to the possibility that it's still feasible for a woman to do it, okay, I will listen to your opinion. The problem is most of these tweets were just I hate women doing traditionally men's jobs. Right. And those Nothing women, to do with those writing. women should be hurt, raped, killed, and I don't understand how we get to that point. I hope your dog gets hit by a car. I just, you know, what? I hope you get hit in the head with a hockey puck. If you've got a problem with that, with completion of that task, say that, make it clear what your actual issue is. Do not make a personal attack against that. But person. they are making it clear what their issue is. Yes, it's their very issue clear. is they are. They're women. They, no, the issue oh. is they are cowardly. Oh, sure. The and writers. The, are, not the, the women writers, writers, writers but the, the tweeters. tweeters. Are cowardly. The trolls, the internet trolls. They're trolls. They they um, are threatened by women doing something, at anything really at all. Um, it's and, and they're just spewing hatred because that's all that they have. It was a really cool video though yeah. to watch. I mean, I mean, it, it was emotionally taxing, but you could just. It wasn't the the writers of the tweets reading the tweets out loud to the faces of the women. Yeah, but you're not going to get someone yeah, to sign up to that. The fact that's, that's exactly yeah. the point. The fact that you couldn't get one of these guys who wrote these tweets to actually show their face and say it very telling. Yeah, it was just inter It was it was kind of beautiful to watch like the people reading them get so uncomfortable and like apologize even mm -hmm. like I'm sorry I'm going to say this I'm yeah. sorry I have to read this to you. Um, I, someone was like, I need to go call my mom. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, that was beautiful. I thought it was also interesting that you two gentlemen were like so upset watching it or just, you were talking about the first time you watched it and it was a really awesome video, but for me, it was like, I'm numb to it. Yeah. Like I, I, I was glad it existed, but I feel less affected watching something like that as a receiver of right. harassment like that. It didn't shock me, perhaps, in the way that it did for you guys, but it was good to, you know, it was good to watch. Um, and I think I just, I want to say, Tim, your your reaction to it is so, um, I don't know, it's just smart. It's like if you have a problem with, with the way someone's, you know, doing their job, you can say that. You can criticize, criticize someone's work and have reasons. Yeah. Which is obviously very different and, and nothing to do with what these people are upset about. But I think that's fair and it should relieve people and make them think that if your problem is, the, you know, the way someone's doing their job, you can say it. You can mm -hmm. say the specific thing that bothered you. Mm -hmm. um, 
But I've that, always, I mean, I've that in itself is better. really powerful because then it's maybe will make people realize, though, oh, this isn't. Right. Hopefully, this isn't about. I've your always found writing. that being specific about your gripe. <laughs> yeah. At least gives the chance for for the situation to change. If it is simply, I'm afraid of you excelling as a woman. Yeah. And and you know they're all going to go. I'm not afraid. Um, yeah. If that's it, I just think it's a smart way to that. break it down. Yeah. No, I think it's a smart but way it, to break it down. But it sort of negates the, I think, the broader point, which is, you know, I heard a story about a guy. There was an article on BuzzFeed or one, somewhere where a woman found out that her loving, gentle husband was doing this online. Uh, right. She found out that he was an online troll. And he was just, well, it's just something I do to make me feel better, you know, release stress and blah, blah, blah. He doesn't almost doesn't care who he's directing it at. Right. He's just an asshole online because it makes him feel better. You're right. No, it's it's too it's too uh, dismissive of the actual problem of threatening yeah. people. I just I do think it's a good a good point that if you can break it down like what Tim's saying, if you'll make a racist about... joke sometimes in person, mm-hmm. I just pretend I don't get it. Like I'll be like, "What? Oh, what's the joke?" And I'll try just to get them to explain it right. until they say. I'm sorry. Like yeah. that was just racist, yeah. and, and like, and it's just kind. Of, I mean, it's funny, yeah. but but it's that idea. But no, you're right. I mean, you're threatening people's lives. Mm-hmm. You're you're making people and unsafe. I've, and you know. I've disliked people for stupid reasons mm-hmm. before. Sure, but very few times have I actually stopped and went. I should think of a way to harm this person, right? Because I hate them. Um, I'm not sure how you get to that point. And I realize that it's easier when you think you're protected in the anonymity of, of the internet. But I'm not sure how you get to that point where you go, this person or this group of people should just die. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's thought out like that. I'm sure it's not. I don't. It's like an emotional disconnect when you use a computer. But it's you like... Don't re- you wouldn't say those things to someone's face. And that's the, the point. I mean, that's the point of the video. But like I, I'm meaner online when I'm not not that I'm trolling anyone I'm not but I, I, I get in fights online that I wouldn't get like get in with my friends if we were in person I just wouldn't I don't know it's it's like it's, it's just important for everyone but hopefully though most of us aren't doing this kind of threatening behavior right. but just to think about it you know would I say this to someone would I say this to this stranger to this I mean, friend of mine I, to I think the weird thing is we, we, we say that it happens because people believe they have a shield. You know, I've got this identity that I use on Facebook or in the podcast. Mm. If somebody made any effort, they'd find out who I was. Right. Yeah, yeah, the anonymity thing is sort of, I sort of separate my real life from, from my, my geek life. Mm. Not, not to pretend that I'm not a geek, just to kind of have that break. I mean, I talk about... The little girls from last week, but I don't talk about who my children are. Right. I talk about Mrs. Tim from last week, not my wife. Uh. It's not. It's not hard and fast. Again, if somebody decides I'm evil and they want to get after me, they're going to be able to find me. You know. I don't think an anonymity is part of it. I mean, I I think maybe you you do that in your geek life. I have zero, <laughs> like, diff. You know, yeah. I don't have a, a different identity. I have friends, like who have a, a name they use online yeah. and even who are now kind of just not doing that or are starting to use their real name just because they're yeah. so involved like their geek life is their right, daily right. life right. Um, even my friends with kids but I, I also just I think I see plenty of tweets with people's real names mm-hmm. in response mm-hmm. to 
like women tweeting about their lives, you know, telling them they're going to rape them or kill them and or whatever it is and they're using their real names. I don't think anonymity has anything to do with it on a general level. I think it's just total disconnect of like there's a person reading this and this is like illegal and this is scary yeah. and you're creating an environment that makes that makes me like scared to walk down the street sometimes but they don't have to see that right that's what i'm saying right. is that's the disconnect is like people i don't think it has anything to do for most people with like feeling sheltered from legal dis like d- legal recourse behind a fake name because a lot of people use their real names yeah no i i think it just makes me feel sad the problem I'm having is that there's no solution. No. Yeah. Like, we're talking about it on this podcast, but it's not like we're offering any solutions other than... Think about it. Stop you... being an asshole. Right. Yeah. Like, there are other people in this world, and I know that we're only neurologically capable of caring about a certain number of people at any given time, because that's just how our brain is wired, but that doesn't mean that you dismiss all the rest of them. Right. It doesn't It doesn't mean the, the opposite. Of the solution we're threatening them. Yeah. 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 Like... You, you can only like, we'll say 27, whatever yeah. the number is. You can only like 27, but the rest of them you have to hate. No, that's yeah. not the case. Yeah, just let you, them... you really like the 27, and then the other ones you're just okay with. Uh, it's that simple. It's that simple. Here's what I don't understand. Why is there not something like, uh, like if you download something illegally, you can get fined? Why is it that you can't get fined for online harassment? So actually, this is you what can. I was just thinking. You yeah. said there's a there's no solution, and there isn't really one yet. Mm. But there's examples of like a charity that I'm part of has this thing called Positive Fandom Guidelines, mm. and we bring them to conventions. We have people sign them at our at our booth, and it is like I will be kind. I will not like I will not discriminate against someone. I will be inclusive, mm. even with, when I'm just talking to people. I won't shut someone out. All of these things. There's like a real list that fans and, and people in the charity created amongst ourselves. Now, I know that's really intense, but we're talking about going to Comic-Con, going to these bigger, different, more like man, mm-hmm. uh, do- men, male-dominated conventions and bringing them there and just showing up mm-hmm. and just talking to people about it. Because in, those, in these other spaces that I'm in, like we will kick someone out. Mm-hmm. We will. We will ban someone from the convention. If there's enough, if there's enough against them, because we will choose to believe the people being harassed. Over. Well, and and that, I'm proud of you for doing something like that, and I don't mean that patronizingly. Thanks, Dad. But <laughs> at the same time, and I've I've there've been a handful of conventions that have done similar things, mm-hmm. where by buying the ticket, you're agreeing to these ten things. Hmm. And the general the general thing is, don't be a dick. You're agreeing to not be a dick. Whether it's cosplayers or female professionals, it's not limited to gender. It's not limited to race. It's you're not going to be a dick. And I thought, wow, that's really upfront, and it's it's great that a handful of conventions were doing it, and it was it was handy for some some nonprofit groups to put leverage on other conventions to do the same sort of thing. But at the same time, there's the part of me that goes. The cynical part that says, is every occurrence going to get caught? And is the convention or group actually going to physically remove somebody who breaks those rules? Mm. And I'm not convinced that we're there yet. Now, some shows have made it very clear that is what's going to happen. And you know what? I would much rather have people be nice 
than be ejected from a convention. If you're there, I want you to be able to enjoy your experience, which is why you came in the first place, mm -hmm. and not be a dick so you don't get kicked out. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that's the reality yet. No. I, I would, again, I, I would love to see somebody being a dick and a representative of the convention or, or one of the groups I have come seen up that, though, and, so and I'm go, coming from a different experience. I'm sorry. Yeah, I have seen that. That's excellent. That's awesome. And on multiple accounts. And I mean, the idea of people not getting reported, well, that happens all the time. Sure. But if the environment is that if I'm made to feel like unsafe or harassed or bullied or whatever yeah. it is, yeah. that I can go tell someone and and I can feel, you know, be in an environment where it's okay to, to, to say that yeah. and to be treated fairly. That's a big change. You're that's right. a big change. And that will, you know, that will help this whole situation. And I'm not, I don't think we're there yet on a global or even countrywide scale yet. Right. But I think that it is happening. It is, we are getting there. Yeah. Um, and, and people, you know, checking off a terms of agreement yeah. when they buy a ticket somewhere <laughs> that has these guidelines is a good first step because then it's in your mind. Yeah. Then it's in your mind that, okay, I can't do that. I, I can't act like this to someone mm -hmm. or, or, or even other con goers can be like, Hey dude, you, right. you, you, you did check this box. You didn't right. sign this thing. Like yeah. you can't say that, or please don't touch right. that girl. Like we all right. agreed not to do that. Right. Um, that's infuriating. It, it sucks just... that we have to have rules like that, yeah. but it does help. Like just... It does, because then you feel like like even just other friends or other people at the con mm -hmm. feel like there's something backing them. They're not just right. being like, right. I'm jumping into this conversation to say, right. don't say that, don't touch that person. No, you feel like, hey, we signed a thing, Like, just be yeah. aware. Yeah. Stop being you. <laughs> It'll be nice if someday this is a better world. Yeah. Yeah. But we like, can do the things. We can yes, do these can. things yeah. to make that happen. We can start now. I think I think it was. I'm not cynical, so yeah. just so you guys know, I'm very it's, optimistic in it, general. It's, it's hard. <laughs> it's, it's hard because I, I, my brain is split into two halves. I'm a cynical old bastard, yeah, and yet at the same time, I'm sort of this hopeful optimist, mm -hmm. and and I still, I I I say the question. Why can't we be nice to each other? And then the cynical part goes, because we're all assholes. But you don't and really just, think that. I just, I you don't, don't think, neither of you think that. I don't. You just see too many examples of horrible things happening. So you're, and you've been in the comic world for however many years. So you're just, you are a little used to all this shit. But we can change that. And like I think we can I, each individually make the choice to be better people or to say to someone, even take someone aside at a con and say, oh, you, you, you know, should ask before you touch that woman's baby. Like, yeah. I see that happen all the time. Wow. Oh, please, you know, hey, dude, like, you should, you should ask before you start touching her baby. I've had to do that. Wow. Yeah, when, like, people bring their kids or kids in mm. cosplay, like, they don't, uh, like, strangers don't ask before touching them. Mm. Little things like that. You can, you can call people out in a nice way. But I might actually I punch someone <laughs> if they touch my child. Yeah, no, I just think um, you guys. And I'm not a violent person, mind you. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I just... Stop being assholes, everybody. Don't be a dick. Yeah. Grace, you got a jet. I gotta go. Bye. Thank you. I just want you. you all to know I believe in you. Yeah. You're listening, if you're still listening to this episode right now, like, you... You can take responsibility to, to be in a space or online and just be... And, and be a good person and, and call out people who aren't being... Good people. Yeah, like I it's, to, in I a nice way. You can be nice about it. I hate to make it like a public service announcement, but seriously, get it together. Yeah, really. I
just think there's little things we can all do, and that's like a really good start. to end on a high note, but I'm not sure that's gonna happen. Uh, the, all right, if for the uninitiated, you, you listener out there, if you don't know, there was a, an amazing Batman story, one of my favorite top five Batman stories of all time called The Killing Joke. It was written by Alan Moore, drawn by Brian Boland. Who was one of my favorites. He's so good. Uh, he has a very haunting, realistic style, and he's fantastic. And this book is one of the darker Batman tales, I think. It involves uh, paralyzing a female character. It involves trying to turn another character insane. And it's supposed to be the quote-unquote origin of the Joker. But I, I think up until now, it's never really been... Um, canon. Canon, yeah. right. So I don't think they've ever said that this is the definitive origin of the Joker. Um, but... Now they're going to be making an animated film out of it, DC is. And DC has a really good track record, as far as I'm concerned, with their animated films. I think more often than not, they are a success. I don't like all of them. I think Green Lantern was, a, was, a, was problematic. I think I fell asleep during Wonder Woman. Uh, the Justice League stories are hit or miss, especially with the new 52. Um, but I do love, like, I thought Flashpoint was great. I thought that Under the Red Hood was fantastic. Uh, the New Frontier adaptation was awesome. So there's some really good stuff that they're putting out. I do think they're focusing a little too heavily on Batman and Superman. Uh, but I understand that since those that's their go-to characters. That's, that's a business decision, yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. But, like, I was really excited for the Teen Titans Back in the day, when they first announced all these movies, Teen yeah. Titans was one of the ones. Um, and they got canceled because they didn't have Batman or Superman in the title. So here we are with The Killing Joke. And, you know, they've revealed that they're going to be doing this, finally, adaptation into animation. And then the news came down the pike that they are making it R-rated, which I think you kind of have to do for this story. Otherwise, you're not doing the story justice. You're, you're, you are... I don't want to say castrating it, but you're certainly it's, limiting its, its effectiveness. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be nearly as effective as it was in the book if you don't make it R. And I realize this is that's, that's sort of scary waters to go into, but I think this is the story to, to make that decision. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's not another good story that fits this quite so well. This is the one where you go, okay, this is it. This is where we start making rated R animated movies so and they've been you know i've been questioning this since the inception of the dc animated films more and more lately i've seen they are making it geared towards adults and not kids and i i'm more a fan of things like pixar where we can have adult themes and but we can also enjoy like the kids can enjoy it and the adults can enjoy it I'm not sure I would, if I had a kid, that I would show him or her these animated films because there's cursing for no reason. It's not like there's a great reason to have cursing and it's a plot point. It's just, oh, shit. They just wanted a character to say, oh, shit, just because, so that they could be more adult. Uh, and that doesn't really translate to adult for me. 
Um, and it makes me sad that if you have new Justice League movies coming out, you would want to include the next generation of viewers and comic book buyers by letting them be able to watch these films. But I, I think at the moment, the focus of DC is not on the younger readers. I think the focus of DC is very much and happily on the adult reader. Mm. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Rebirth changes that this summer. But uh, at the moment, the the animated movies that are pushing those boundaries are selling pretty well. Yeah. Why would they change that mentality? And, yeah. you know, when you've got... You know, a couple decades of quality stories to draw on, and not all of them were great for kids. Uh, maybe it's it's you know an even easier decision yeah. to go adult-ish because you've got stories like The Killing Joke, uh, Dark Knight Dark Returns. Returns, another awesome one by yeah. the way. So uh, you know, maybe it's tough to say we should do adult-ish stories. But at the same time, you've got these stories sitting there staring you in the face. You might go that way and go, oh, well, I guess we're doing adult stories. Now, that all of this preamble is to get us to the point that they have released the trailer for this movie. And as excited as I was leading up to this trailer, I have to say I'm a little disappointed in the animation style. I think of it's the only problem I have with it. The trailer is a fine trailer. The the clips, it was put together very well. Uh, the music's fine. All that stuff's great. Editing, whatever. I don't care. But the animation looks really subpar when put side by side with some of their more recent offerings. And I realize that you may not want to do the same style that like Throne of Atlantis or or even Young Justice mm-hmm. had. And those have the same like Throne of Atlantis and Origin or uh, sorry War. Yes. Justice League War yeah. are following those character sheets. Those are basically Young Justice character models. And and I'm cool with that because it's it's such a... I really like that look, and they they worked well with it. Mm-hmm. it. It gave me no problems at all. You know, I expect Dark Knight Returns to look different because the source material is so different. I expect The Killing Joke to look different because of Brian Boland's art. This, I, I don't believe... The, the look is quite right no. to meet the source material. Um, that being said, there are two or three shots in the trailer that almost make me tingle because it looks like Brian Boland's art. But that's it. It's, it's very much a... No. We sort of gave a hint of the feel of the, the art, but it's not the same thing. It's not... doesn't look like Brian Boland's art. It looks like Brian Boland's compositions. Okay, fine. Because you're the artist. You can do this. I, I have no knowledge or they technical are, they are background. panels lifted directly from... Um, they're yes. almost screenshots of the panels. Yes, you're right. That's, but they're yeah. drawn in the style that they've chosen for sure. this animated sure. film. It's, it's nothing like Brian Boland's art. Some of the, the design choices he made are in there, like the weird bat, the sort of bowed in Batman yeah, ears. ears. Yeah, they're almost kind of horns. Yeah, um, than just like the bat ears that we're used to, and that comes from the story. I, I thought it was weird looking then. I think it's even weirder now because <laughs> it's it's not quite as in shadow as Brian Bowman. Right, made. right. Um, but just yeah, I think the character designs are weird, and the animation. When you see a close-up of the Joker talking or Batman talking, it does not look like 
lips moving. It looks like just jaws going up and down. There is yeah. no, you know, any any of the things that when you watch a human speak, there are none of those. What are the idiosyncrasies? I'm sure. Uh, of of watching a human talk that you know even I've watched and I've noticed in certain cartoons. You can see the tongue. When someone's about to right. say an L word, you can see the tongue on the roof of their mouth. Yeah. And this just looks like a skull with its <laughs> jaws just chomping, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm really sort of... And again, you know, you can pick whatever whatever style you want. You can make it look the way you want. Um, you know, there's always going to be people that love it and there's going to be people that don't love it. But I, I, I'm sort of looking at the animation itself and feeling like... This is not a step forward, no. and it's it's not even using the things that we've learned in the past five to ten years, and and gotten fairly good at yeah. for for what is meant to be you know fairly serious animation. You know, if you look at things like you know Rick and Morty or Adventure Time, it's a different kind of animation. You don't yes. look for that detail the same way. But for something like this that is meant to look semi semi realistic. I don't think we've got all those things, huh? those tools that we have available to us. And I have to wonder if this is a decision made by the decision makers. Like, if this was not, if this is on purpose. So, Hollywood seems to be of the mind, and maybe it's true, that R-rated films do not make as much money as PG-13 films, right? That's sort of widely recognized as a fact. Um, so, I wonder if they know, all right, well, we're going in, we know we're going to make a rated R which automatically cuts off half of our, our viewership, which means half of our budget, we can't afford to go with maybe a, I don't want to say better studio or like animation studio, but like maybe we have to cut corners right. because we know we're not going to make as much money on this or we know, end quote, right. um, that we're not going to make as much money on this. I think that The Killing Joke is such a big name for Batman that there's enough people that are going to be buying this that they're not going to lose money. Like, Under the Red Hood, what the f... Yeah, that wouldn't have been one I chose. Right. But um, the killing joke. So I wonder if it's a decision that they've made. I, I think it's got to be. And, again, it doesn't seem to be a smart decision. Hmm. Well, of all the stories you pick, there's things like Dark Knight Returns, The Killing Joke, hmm. that are just going to sell. They're yeah. just going to sell. Um, and they're going to keep being on the shelves. Yeah. yeah. You know... I, I would not have necessarily picked Throne of Atlantis right. because it was semi-recent. Again, you know, it, it was a successful telling of a, a, a story, well done, but that's not one that resonates with multiple generations and, mm-hmm. you know, across the Bat family of fans. So, you know, this is, this is one of those, I'd say... Okay, let's put everything we can into it. Yep. This should be one of the jewels in our our collection, and yeah. I'm not sure that it will be now. And of course, you know, if Randy were here, he would say, "Oh, did Marty and Doc come back from the future and tell us that this That's movie right. is you know sucks because you've already seen it?" I, I, I'm still excited to see it. I hope that this is just preliminary, unfinished animation. I don't think that's the case. Um, but uh, maybe that is maybe it is the case, and maybe the animation be, will be better. Be that there's there's still some posts to do. Um, it's it's still nice because we're getting things like uh, Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill doing the voices of Batman mm-hmm. and Joker um, again. It's it's sort of for me. It's sort of weird to be connecting the Killing Joke and 
Batman the Animated Series. It's not that it's wrong. It's sort of two completely separate things in my head, and now we've stuck them together. Mm. I don't know who I would have been looking for in my brain to to voice um, the Joker specifically, but, like, it's sort of mashing the killing joke, which is not meant for all audiences, and the animated series, which was very well done for all audiences. So it's sort of just a... Uh, a flinch in my head, but it's mm-hmm. it's not a bad thing at all. I'm trying to look for the the release date, and it just says 2016. Yeah. So, oh well. I wanted this. Oh, March 18th. Uh, I don't believe that's right. I feel like that's not possible. I I I think we're too late. Yeah. So. Damn you, IMDb. Yeah. Uh, well, you can email us and let us know uh, if you're interested in this, what you think of the trailer, what you think of any of the things we've discussed uh, today, the Eddie Berganza mm-hmm. kerfuffle. Yeah. Um, you can email us at info at poptardsgo.com uh, or blacktribbles at gmail.com. If this is still posting on Black Tribbles, I'm not sure. <laughs> Len, what are you doing? Post them. Uh, all right. We love you. Thank you so much for joining us. I've been Johnny Destructo. I'm Tim from last week. And Grace peaced out earlier, as you heard. So I'm going to say goodbye for her. Bye. Bye. That's what she sounds like. Yeah. All right. We'll talk at you later.